you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. Today, we'll actually be speaking with a special guest, Dr. Mimi Baker, on what her role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast. Mimi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tony. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, of course. So yeah, we both work on the same section advisor group on uh, the work group for ASHP. So so yeah, it's actually good to speak with you outside of the work group. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's been an excellent, excellent journey that we've had uh, through that work group. And, and I encourage everybody to join a uh, ASHP work group if they can. And students are also welcome on the uh, the IT, especially advisory groups as well in, in ASHP. So if you're a student and you're interested, for sure, be on the lookout for that during the springtime when they start asking for new members. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's actually about right now, I think that they're asking for new members. And yeah, when I was in my fourth year, that's when I applied to the section advisory group. And then ever since then, like I've been on the group for every year. So it, it's been a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an amazing experience and you get to meet incredible people like Tony and just the front leaders within the profession. And so, again, just kind of an ASHP plug there, but you can't beat it. Great networking and, and a great, you know, great opportunity to leave a mark as well with a deliverable within ASHP. So encourage everybody to join. Yeah, so so let's uh you know let's get back to the topic of this being about you and can you tell the <laughs> can you tell the uh, listeners a little bit more about yourself and you know what your current role is? Yeah, so I'm currently a clinical pharmacist at Pioneer RX Pharmacy Software. So that uh, our software company is a pharmacy management dispensing system that's being utilized by over 3,500 pharmacies across the United States. So uh, mostly independent pharmacies your mom and pops in, in your rural community town. So it's been an incredible, incredible journey, at least in pharmacy for me. I've been in pharmacy my entire life almost because my, my dad was a pharmacist and he had been in kind of really unconventional positions within the profession throughout at least my life. And I, he loved, he loved what he did at every point in time. He would always kind of pivot and essentially kind of reinvent himself within the profession. And so it, it was awesome and inspiring to see him do that. And I wanted to be just like him. So I decided to pursue pharmacy as a profession as well. Started as a technician at Walgreens when I was 17 and worked there all throughout pharmacy school where I went uh, at VCU in, in Richmond, Virginia. So graduated there in 2016. And thereafter, I was... I, I decided to do a first year community based pharmacy practice residency at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, Maryland, because I was so, so passionate about transitions of care and what kind of impact our community pharmacies can do within that space. Just because, you know, we all hear community pharmacies, you know, community pharmacists are the most accessible healthcare providers in, in healthcare. And, and why don't we leverage, you know, that rich clinical expertise that they have and be able to, you know, provide large scale population health initiatives, right? Specifically within, you know, transitions of care and, you know, ensuring that the patient is able to continue, but, you know, continue the healthcare journey 
from the acute side into their day-to-day regular lives. So, so passionate about that. So I found that Hopkins had a great TGY1 that had a specific transitions of care rotation and a very specific transitions of care track and decided to go there for residency. And, and during that time, I realized that there was such a disparity in the data that pharmacists interact with in different fashions of the profession, right? So if you were a pharmacist in a health system that had access to the electronic health record, you have access to all this data to make a decision off of and to make informed recommendations off of. But what I realized is that, you know, most of our pharmacists in the community don't have that access. I mean, they don't even have lab value access, you know, and things that we typically would, you know, look up just immediately from the EHR, community pharmacists don't have that access. So, I was like, oh man, there's a really great opportunity here where I can, you know, potentially usher in that clinical data into the community pharmacy and also for them to be able to share their clinical data as well with the rest of the care team and essentially bridge that gap of communication between outpatient care and inpatient care. So, I was like, man, there's really great opportunity here where I can, you know, I want to learn. I want to learn how to to do that. I want to learn how to leverage technology to do that. So I decided to do a second year residency in pharmacy informatics. And I matched at Lipscomb University College of Pharmacy in Nashville, Tennessee. And this was an amazing, amazing residency where I had about 60% of my time was actually spent at Vanderbilt Health IT. And that was where I practiced most of the time and then also had academic responsibilities at the university and also had another rotation at LifePoint Health, which was med safety rotation there. So I was exposed to three different facets of, you know, just how you can, how, how you can expand within even just the informatics realm of pharmacy, you know, within a, within a health system within academia, as well as within a for-profit um, company. And so during my second year residency was when I started learning just everything, <laughs> literally everything about informatics um, that, I, that I could. I helped usher in Epic. <laughs> we, we helped put up Epic at Vanderbilt. And it, that was quite an undertaking. It was, it was, uh, I've, oh man, if you've ever gone through an implementation, EHR implementation, you know, the stresses of that. But even as a resident, you know, seeing the, the, the sheer amount of consensus that you need from various different, you know, stakeholders to ensure that at the end of the day, you know, what information that is seen in at the right moment in time when that provider is trying to order a medication is correct. That you know, is it takes teams and teams and legions of people to do that. And it gave me a healthy appreciation of how important it is to really be aware of obviously where your data comes from, how it's being built and and who's gonna be able to see that? Who's gonna be the ones who are the end users that are gonna end up seeing that on the other end of your build, right? And how are they gonna implement that within their day to day workflow. So that was such an incredible experience being able to help implement Epic at, at Vanderbilt. 
and and had an incredible experience as well at Lipscomb. Had you know was exposed to just blockchain technology there as well. Just an incredible, incredible, rich academic experience where we were going to blockchain conferences and, you know, our professors would be speaking on just use cases on how we can use this in pharmacy. And and that was also eye-opening. And again, this all accumulated to such a rich PGY2 experience that, you know, once I started looking for positions right around this time, actually, you know, I was so, so blessed to have found the position at Pioneer because, you know, again, my training and community-based practice, as well as like the technical training that I received, PGY2 and informatics, you know, it all kind of, it all met in the middle here and, and kind of formed a, a perfect position at Pioneer where, you know, I'm, I'm literally doing, I literally am using everything that I learned in those two years of, of residency. And I honestly could not have found a better position I'm so, so excited to to talk more about it as well. So I know that was kind of really long, but that's how I ended up being here at Pioneer and so, so excited. Yeah, that was like really awesome that like you went through like that kind of transition path throughout your whole career. I guess it was not really a transition, but it was just like one thing led to another and then you're eventually in the role you are today. And I guess one of the questions I do want to ask you is for your training at, at in your PGY2, what I've kind of seen from at least the PGY2 programs down in SoCal is there is a big focus on the inpatient side and there's just a, a few things here and there about the outpatient side. And how did your training in your PGY2 program kind of give you the insight and the knowledge to be successful at Pioneer today? Yeah. So, I mean, we know that at informatics, it is mostly inpatient at this point, right? In terms of training, but and and that was that was the case at least in my PGY two. However, the concepts right that we have in informatics is absolutely just horizontal. It's not it's not a vertical silo skill, right? It's it's a skill set that can be applied in any industry, and that's just critical thinking, <laughs> um, you know. And and just being able to solve problems and thinking differently, and you know, being able to look at a an issue and and find some sort of you know, solution to that. So that was really the key points that I learned from my PGA2, despite it being so inpatient focused at times, I'm still able to take those skills and apply it even back to where I am at, I am now in the outpatient setting. And, and also, you know, just even just basic technical skills as well. So I, I remember one of the projects that I had as a PGY2 that was just kind of thrown at me was was this opioid dashboard project that I was tasked with. And, and I had no SQL skills, no no SQL or SQL skills at all. And this was around August. And and uh, my preceptor, you know, tosses this the, the script at me and the Tableau workbook and was like, hey, work on this, you know, make, make this happen the way that we've scripted this for, you know, from the EDW and the old system and now make this work for Epic as well. So that was such an amazing experience, albeit, you know, quite frustrating at times, especially since, you know, you're just learning how to, you know, script in SQL. And and so it was, you know, sometimes being thrown into the deep end is a way that, to learn fast. 
and obviously, you know, failed multiple, multiple times, but, you know, as you iterate on that failure, you just get better and better and better. And, you know, and I use, again, I use SQL still to this day uh, when I'm querying across large chunks of data. So, yeah, I mean, it, again, those skills are very much kind of a horizontal skill set, not necessarily just focused on inpatient, but instead it, it's focused on, on everything. You know, that's, that's really funny that you mentioned the part about failing and learning from it. Because David Vu, on a previous episode, he also graduated from the same school as you. One of his advice yeah. was to be a failure so that you can learn and then improve yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you enough. And I'm, this, again, is like why I'm so thankful for residency training is because I had that <laughs> that that playground, right, where I could still kind of fail and it still be you know, okay, she's a resident, it's fine, right? Versus, you know, having to fail as, you know, as, as, a, as a real pharmacist, as I would say. So again, that's, that's where I learned a lot and failed a lot, right, was in residency. And again, I'm so, so thankful for that training. So let's get back into your current position today. So uh, can you give an example of, I guess, your day-to-day? What do you do currently at the company that you're working for? Yeah, so at PyRx and, and I guess in, in any setting that is, you know, healthcare informatics and in a world of healthcare informatics, there's no days ever the same, right? But for, for the most part, most of what I do is educating pharmacies on clinical features that we have within our software and in particular care plans. So right now we're diving into in the community side of things. And this is one of the big projects that we're working on is being able to implement care plans within our day-to-day workflow. And that's because we now have the opportunity in the community pharmacy space, as well as in, in pharmacy in general, we now have a new data standard called the pharmacy, the pharmacist e-care plan. And this data standard, and this was a, a standard that was created by NCPD. It was, it was a joint standard created by HL7 NCPDP, alongside with various entities within the pharmacy world, such as, you know, Pharmacy Hit Collaborative. And essentially, that data data standard allowed for us to start building on top of that, right? Like software companies like PioneerX are able to build on top of that standard so that we can start gathering various data elements to put into that standard so that we can send that off into, you know, other systems that are able to receive that standard. And it's it's really an incredible, incredible shift, at least in a paradigm shift within the profession, where now kind of my dream, right? What I was hoping to do with, you know, my training was to usher in a way to, you know, receive clinical data and also be able to share clinical data back more like a you know, health information exchange. But in any case, you know, this e-care plan allows our pharmacists to become more collaborative within the patient's care team. And at the end of the day, you know, the patient sees and reaps the benefits of that where, you know, their care team and their providers are just being collaborative and talking to each other and really understanding who the patient is. So again, that's kind of my day to day where I'm educating pharmacies on how to use at least the functionality that we have on Pioneer Rx that you know, gathers the clinical data into care plans and being able to send them off as e-care plans to systems that receive them at this point. 
And, you know, I, I build clinical decision support within a system and are able to push them out to over 3,500 pharmacies, you know, where we can make an impact there and particularly focusing on, you know, CMS measures and things that would affect star ratings, right? CMS star ratings. So a lot of our pharmacies are seeing, you know, repercussions from that, at least from the DIRP side of things. And, you know, we don't know in, in terms of DIRPs, like how that is actually calculated. But, you know, a large chunk of that is, is based off of the CMS star ratings. And so we want our pharmacies to be positioned to, to help out and make sure that the patients that they do take care of that are under those plans are meeting those, those measures as much as possible. So again, building that clinical decision support to ensure that, you know, diabetic patients are on statins or that they get, you know, their annual flu vaccine or they they have their pneumococcal vaccines and they're up to date on those. You know, building that is part of my, you know, day to day and teaching people how to do that as well is part of my day to day. And then the fun part is is the analytics part. So do a lot of data analytics, still working a lot with manipulating at least, well, data manipulation and, and really gleaning information from that in terms of any sort of strategic project that we're working on. You know, I'm, I'm helping pull that as well and essentially, you know, be that resource for them from the clinical standpoint if that data truly is, you know, something that's actionable and that we should we should do something about it. So, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, again, you know, no day is ever the same, but that's essentially what I do on a day-to-day basis. Wow. That's, that's a lot of things that you do. Yeah, no, it, but it's really fun. <laughs> like that's, that's the cool part about this is that it's so much fun. I, I can't tell you enough how much I love my job, how much I love the people I work with. They are truly incredible. And you know that they really care about what they do and and yeah it's just it's a great environment so i guess since you said it's a great environment i was wondering like if you had to pinpoint what was your most rewarding experience during that time is there anything that you can you know that kind of jumps out Mm, for sure absolutely i mean i think one of my favorite experiences so far has been when i taught a pharmacist how to you know use the care plans and pioneer and and this is, you know, someone who, you know, is is not a recent grad, right? I mean, he's been around pharmacy for a while. And, you know, sometimes there could be that stigma to say, hey, you know, you're an older pharmacist. You you wouldn't know how to work through software because there, there could be that stigma there. But, you know, this pharmacist was so zealous in learning and he really saw the importance of documentation, especially since right now that is so pivotal in ensuring that, you know, pharmacists in the community still have a voice in value-based care. And, you know, he wanted to document what he was doing because he was like, you know, if it, if I didn't do that, then it didn't happen, right? So again, this was an opportunity for me to teach someone who absolutely didn't know anything about care plans in, in the software, but, you know, then was able to start building his own and, you know, start seeing, you know, start building categories within the software and finding patients to implement plans on and 
then, you know, he told me recently that he was able to develop a collaborative practice with one of the physicians in his town because he was able to find so many patients of that particular physician to perform various interventions on. And so that to me, that is exactly why I do what I do is seeing, you know, pharmacists get excited about this, seeing patients get taken care of by pharmacists because they now feel empowered by the data that's at their fingertips because the technology allows them to do that. And that is exactly why I do what I do. And I just hope that, you know, pharmacists everywhere, students everywhere, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody really has an inquisitive mind about where that data comes from, right? And how important it is to input that correctly, because at the end, you know, that's what's going to help you find opportunity, or that's what's going to help you you know, make decisions to further your business or further your clinical programs, right? So again, I mean, it all just kind of comes back to that. So you definitely sound like you love your job. So, you know, when, <laughs> yeah. and you know, like, I think the common thing that I've seen from interviewing a lot of different informatics pharmacists is we all love our job. So it's a, it's very good. It's, that's a very good thing. Some of the students that I've spoken with and even some other pharmacists, they always ask me about like, what can they do to get into the field? Or is there any advice that, that I can give them? So I was wondering for you, if someone asked you that, what would you tell them? Yeah, I would say the number one thing is to have a reason why, right? So why are you wanting to go into informatics, right? For, so for me, it was because I wanted to bridge that gap of communication between you know, inpatient and outpatient. And that's always kind of been my why, right, in informatics. And and there should always be a why to everything that you do. But the, the start with the why and be, be able to articulate that to anybody that you, that you talk to, because then they'll really latch onto that and say, okay, this person has a purpose and this person is passionate about this. And so from there, you know, be able to take that why and solicit help or mentorship from people around you. So start with your professors in pharmacy school. If you have an informatics professor who's connected with this, this and this person, they'll start connecting with other people. Or if you don't have that luxury, look to see, okay, where on LinkedIn can I find someone that seems to have a cool job, right? And First, tell them, you know, why you're reaching out, you know, why you're interested in informatics, you know, there's got to be a specific reason there. And then, you know, say, hey, I would love to reach out. Maybe we could have a chat over the phone for 30 minutes. I would just love to rack your brain and really understand what you do and why you do it. So I think those two things are kind of how I would start with, with pursuing a career in informatics. And and obviously, I mean, I guess I would be biased, but this is, there's absolutely, and I think David is a great example of someone who didn't do residency training and ended up in an excellent position, an incredible position. But obviously, you know, there is residency training and residency training can get you there as well. And, you know, I did a community-based residency first, and then I did a second year residency in informatics, but there's also that path as well. But by no means, you know, do you need residency training to get into informatics? It's just, it for sure helps, I guess. Um, it's kind of like your structured path into it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just got to have a reason why you're getting into it and, and, and really understanding that and really believing in it. And at the end of the day, you know, you'll, you'll find people that gravitate towards you and, and will hire you. So 
That's really good advice. Thank you for that advice because I think a lot of the there's been a lot of students or even pharmacists who kind of like, oh, I just want to get into that field, not really knowing the reason why, but just doing it because it's like it's like something that's hot, that's hot right now, and, you know? Yeah, because we all love our jobs, Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so yeah, that's really good advice, and I think that's a very good starting point that can be used as a a driving point for them for them to go on their their journey towards that goal. So yeah, so thank you for that. I was also wondering if they had any questions for you or if they wanted to reach out to you, is there like a best way for you to be contacted? Yeah, I think LinkedIn is honestly the best way to get in touch with me. So I just search Mimi Baker Pioneer Rx on LinkedIn and I should pop up and yeah, please connect with me and send me a message. I'd love to talk with you. I mean, I love mentorship. I think that's, I still, I mean, to this day, I still text all of my mentors on a weekly basis. So, so, so important to establish, you know, at least a mentor that you can, that you can reach out to and, and trust. Thank you. Thank you. I'll put the link to your uh, LinkedIn into the show notes so that if anyone's interested, they can reach out. But to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. Of course. All right. If you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. And you can follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or our Instagram at Pharmacy Informatics. Or you can also email me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal. (laughs) 